Braxton, thank you for being here today. Let's give the listeners some context to who you are, what you're up to today. 60 second high level, who is Braxton? What does he focus on currently? Yeah, so I am Braxton Manley. I live here in Austin, Texas. And in college, I founded a business called Braxley Bands. Uh, I was originally making Apple Watch bands out of a sock material. It was super comfortable because it was it was stretchy and soft and machine washable. And I, I realized ultimately it's it's the I think the best band uh, design for for fitness use of the Apple Watch and also leisure use. So um, anyway, this this Apple Watch band I designed kind of went viral, and we we sold about a quarter million watch bands. And then this year, it just expanded into uh, making using that same stretchy uh, recycled elastic material we use. Uh, we, we invented a belt, a, su a super comfortable functional belt, and then a uh, the belt doubles as a strap for a bag we also designed. Mm. So yeah, Braxley over the last seven years has evolved into a lifestyle accessories brand, uh, sort of um, combining comfort and function uh with style and with fashion yeah, and so so, so that's that's braxley that's definitely my my main project and then i just fell in love with e-commerce and with yeah digital entrepreneurship and so i um i founded a, a my second business this year called modern primal provisions and our first product is a natural tree sap chewing gum called fizzle mm -hmm. gum and I was passionate about chewing it for years. I, I just love chewing it. And I, I find it helps me focus and helps me stay grounded while also having a bunch of aesthetic and in like actual health benefits too. So um, I, I, I founded that company with my brother and my, my best friend Joe this year. And then I'm also uh, helping build my girlfriend Maddie's uh, women's health supplement company called Peace Love Hormones. Wow. Yeah, you are uh, <laughs> you're a serial entrepreneur, my man. You are not messing around. But I think I think what I heard even in you describing Braxley is like it was that original, let's just test this concept, see how it does. Found that there was a lot of people interested in it, then took that same concept, added a new product, then added a secondary, now a third business. So uh, yeah. it's just a slow build, but uh, I will absolutely have the those links linked up in the description below for anyone that does want to check that out at some point. Yeah. So I would love to, you know, we, 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 we had a great uh, moment. We were on that run club a few weeks back and we kind of just dropped in and we were diving into some, some hot topics, a lot of things that I love chatting about, but I would love to kind of just open it up as of today, presently, what's top of mind? What are things that you're trying to work through? How can we maximize the next 30 minutes and really try to pull some value for yourself? Yeah. So it's a big question. Like, I think ultimately what I am trying to work through is, is tapping into my own uh, productivity potential. Mm. And I often find I don't have enough hours in the day to do all the things I want to do. Like to, you know, sometimes I, I find myself, you know, looking at the clock at 6 p.m. It's time to cook dinner and, and kind of, you know, um, relax and spend time with my girlfriend and stuff and, and have an e evening being present there, but I also find myself feeling like I haven't done all the things that need to be done mm. by that 6 p.m. time or whenever it is. And I, I find myself sometimes living in this constant state of that, like stress for not doing enough, but then also like feeling like there's, a, there's like too much to do. So I'm overwhelmed. So I retreat from it all and procrastinate, you know? And so I know it's like that classic vicious cycle. 
Um, so yeah, being that I, I am, you know, sort of committing to doing a lot, I want to make sure that they all work. And I know there's that, that, uh, school of thought that you should just focus on one thing. Mm. Uh, and, and I, maybe because of my ambition or my broad interests, I have a hard time doing that. Mm. So, um, I even have, I have like, I, so I, I also like, uh, am passionate about like at least self-identifying as an artist too. So yeah. I always have like an art project and I believe art is like defined as something done for itself and not for like monetary gain or anything like that. And so, um, I also like really am striving to be able to dedicate more time to my artistry and like, mm. whether that's playing musical instruments or like, I literally have been doing this thing where I'm like, I'm like dr making hats and I'm like designing, <laughs> designing like cool things on hats. I love and it. I want to like do this as like my, my sort of artist brand, but, but I also am looking at this, like that, that might be a huge distraction from totally. my goal. Totally. Let's, let's unpack. This is, there's a lot to dive into here. So first off, let me just say this. What I love about you is you put action into your ideas. There are so many people potentially even listening to this right now that have an idea and they just, there's so much resistance to just take that first step. You not only have taken that first step, you've consecutively put one foot in front of the other, and then you started adding in other business and ideas. So like one props you, that is an incredible skill that you've developed for yourself. But the butt side is that it can also be a big problem where if we add too many things in, it becomes extremely overwhelming to the point where you said, where it's like, I feel like I don't have enough time of the day. So I'm kind of curious. I would love for you to like walk me through a typical day, you know, let me leave it there. Like, what time are you waking up? Are there consistencies? Are there routines? How are you structuring your day? Because when I hear someone say there's not enough time in the day, two thoughts come to mind. One is we're not being realistic about what we can accomplish in a day, which is setting you up for failure because you're like, I got to crush through these 10 things. 6 p.m. rolls around. I still have five more to go. And now I feel bad because I have more to do, but I need to check in with the girlfriend. And now I'm just like, you're not fulfilled. So I even think one, we're not setting yourself up for realistic expectations or two, how are we actually structuring the day? Is there what, are there, are there what gaps where we're actually losing time and we could be more intentional about the time? So if you can, I'd love just a high level, like walking through a typical day and I'll probably jump in if I have questions there. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting because I am in a new stage of my, I feel like my, my mornings and my life right now and my uh, striving to be more of a morning person. So Braxton, uh, half the time, I would say, can be like, I, I can be someone who will, like my, my body naturally wants to stay up late, I think, mm. and then I'll sleep in. So like, I, I lived, I lived uh, at least like five of my last years, or lo I mean, honestly, longer, like even through college, like I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even like sign up for a class that was before 11am. Yeah, neither was I. I was not the same. Yeah, let's just make it clear. I've never been as structured, but I was the same way. 11 a.m. I want a p.m. classes only. Like, and I, I just generally do think I thrive creatively in the evenings and at night. So um, that's something that can be difficult to balance because a lot of times I'll stay up late, maybe later than I want to. And then I find myself not being able to wake up when I want to because I either feel exhausted and, and need to get that eight hours um, or I, I, I can, you know, sometimes just lack the willpower to get up. Um, 
when I know it's it's time to get going. Like, you know, I, I so but that being said, uh, this last definitely this last like two weeks, I've I've really, I think, had a solid habit forming of going to bed at 10, waking up before seven and and at least giving myself uh, the ability to wake up like what feels like top of the morning for me is like seven and and taking care of the things I, I need to do. So that way I'm not feeling like I'm already starting my day behind. Mm. Okay. So that's great. So you're, you're starting the day at seven and then how, like, are you giving yourself a little bit of time to like warm yourself up for the day? Or are you just dropping right into work? Yeah. Well, so today uh, we, Maddie and I went to a 7am yoga class. So nice. seven to eight was, was exercise and fitness for the day. And then eight to nine, we went and got a smoothie. So kind of had breakfast there and then, Love it. and then really like, I guess nine to 10 was also just kind of, um, checking some messages, looking at some news or whatever, and then, uh, cleaned up, you know, got dressed and, and, uh, kind of got in my office for this call here at 10 AM. Great. And then how, how will the rest of your day look? Is it pretty regimented? Is it kind of like you have a couple things you want to get done? What does that look like? Yeah. So it, it looks like scattered calls. Um, that I'm not super methodical about booking times on. Like I, yeah. I generally, I, yeah, I mean, you know, they're kind of just booked scattered. And then, you know, I usually take some time around noon to like have an hour to to eat lunch and get some sun and 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 take a moment to chill or you know watch some YouTube or whatever it is. And then, uh, I yeah, I, I try to just on a day like today, I'll I'll just be focused on taking care of tasks and and the to do list that I have. Um, which in a lot of ways can just be an infinite to-do list of things to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll generally just try to do that until I, uh, either, you know, have, if I have dinner plans, great. But, um, you know, today, for instance, um, I, Maddie made plans with her girlfriend. So I have an open evening schedule where I, um, I'm really looking forward to spending that evening time getting creative on some mm-hmm. stuff that I maybe wouldn't typically get to do like whether that's away from the computer or you know sometimes i'll use my computer but sort of like in airplane mode yeah where it's it's more like no chrome is open and i'm just like on adobe illustrator designing new bands or whatever it is totally so before we keep going two thoughts i want to jump in on one is the uh, the the calls you mentioned how like what are there like 30 minute gaps in between these calls like what does that look like for you yeah, so I have a call. I got a call twelve to one. I got a call two to three, and then I got a call four to five. Hmm. So okay. yeah, pretty scattered hour hour gaps in between them. Okay. Um, that's immediately one thought I would have is how do we set you up where these calls kind of are a little bit more tighter together? Because think about it, it's like you get off that call, you have an hour break. Can you really access any amount of deep work? Probably not. Like you might be able to get some things done, but I think it's a lot harder knowing like, okay, 45 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, 20 minutes. It's like this constant on edge that like less than 60 minutes got to get on the call. So my initial thought would be, you know, you can't change the rest of today's afternoon, but like moving forward, um, you know, a great, great way I would consider approaching it is I heard uh, Alex Ramosi speak about this on a podcast. I think his wife was speaking on his scheduling but he will start his calls at the end of the day and then work his way back. 
uh, because I think for most people, we do our best work in the morning and it's like, use that time to focus on Braxton tasks. But then it's like, how do you set yourself up where it's like, maybe moving forward, you tell yourself, okay, 6 PM is my cutoff every day when I want to stop working. Okay. So that means the last call of the day will start at five or if it's a 30 minute call starts at five 30. So maybe on, you know, when you're scheduling out your schedule a week, two weeks in advance, that next Wednesday or that Wednesday, you have to set up a call where you try to set it up for 530. If the person can't do 530, you try for 5, 430. And then you use, you kind of just try to block all of those calls and at the end of the day, reverse engineer it so that you're ending your day on the calls rather than starting your day, which I think can also lead to distraction and pull away from productivity because the timing of this episode is incredible. I literally just recorded this morning on um, an episode on structuring your day, but it's proven that humans have on average four to five hours of focus work within them in a given day. And that's not to say you're not focused on those calls and they might be important, but I think it's, I think what's really important is to be aware that you need your own time to get the work done. You also need the time for the calls internal or external. How do we separate the two? How do we make the, the deep work of you, the primary focus and the calls, a secondary focus, AKA the back half of the day. Yeah. Does that make sense? How does that feel? Yeah. I mean, it feels good. I, I agree. I think generally that is, that is the right way to structure it. And um, it's, it's really a matter of batching things, you know? Yes. Going off of that, that actually leads right into the second thing that I wanted to point out. You said usually around lunch, you'll take an hour off, have lunch, um, you know, maybe watch some YouTube videos. Two thoughts is one, have you considered um, meal prepping? In advance, and yeah. part two of that, part two of that is, it. Do we think YouTube or consuming that long form media in the middle of the day is that a distraction? Should that be something that is maybe at the end of the day? Because if you meal prepped and it took you fifteen minutes to sit down, eat your food, get back to working, you don't need to watch a YouTube video. You just drop right back into focus, which is then increasing the productivity on the day. Yeah, that is. Gosh, yes. Totally. And I, I've tried the meal prepping thing. Like I, I do find, wow, it's, it, it is such a hack, but I, 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 this week at least, uh, haven't done that. And so even like yesterday, I noticed like I, I spent like an hour between like making breakfast and eating it. And I was like, gosh, like this, like that was so much time I just spent. Cause of course I'm like, I, I like to cook good food. So like I'm like, I'm making like, fresh food right there. It takes forever. You know, it's like, it's not exactly, but, but that, that being said, like, I, I totally agree with the meal prepping thing. Like I, um, I am intending to do that moving forward. And I, I, I sort of lost that habit this week. I noticed. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. The other, the other thought with the, with the, the meal prepping is like, I'm not saying that every Sunday PM at night, you need to be cooking five days worth of food. All I'm suggesting is being more aware of like, okay, maybe Monday nights, I'm going to cook enough food that's going to last me the next two days so that during my working day, I'm not out in the kitchen cooking up a 90 minute meal when I could be focused and very inspired and motivated, right? So it's like being more intentional about when you do cook, what time of day is it, which I would encourage it should be the end of your day, um, other than if it's like breakfast and something you can make pretty quick. But like, can we meal prep at the end of the day? And 
how much more time is that going to actually end up creating for you to then once again, what we're trying to do for you is remove resistance, which is going to increase more time for you to do the things that actually matter that move the needle, which, you know, someone might be listening to this and you might even think to yourself, well, how is 30 minutes a day going to make a difference? It's not even just the 30 minutes. It's the, there's no resistance of you walking out to the kitchen, heating up your food, sitting down, eating and getting back into work. Like, most days I can do that within 15 minutes and I don't lose that flow. There's no like, I got to re-pick it up again. It's like, I just had a little mental break and came back and was able to drop right back into it. Do you feel like there's any other resistances that are slowing down productivity or getting in the way throughout your day or your week? I, mean, I think definitely impulsive phone use, like, mm. you know, checking the social medias, like, you know, I, I, it's funny, right? I, I, I do the thing where, you know, no notifications like on my phone whatsoever, but I'll open Instagram to see, cause I didn't get a notification. I'm to like, see, oh, I wonder if there there is something, so I should just open it to see mm -hmm. classic, you know, question when you wake up, how quickly do you dive into texts, emails, and social media? Honestly, pretty quick. How quick? I, I, give us, give us, give us a number. 10 minutes, 15, three minutes, an hour. I would, I would say 10 minutes. What causes you to do that? Um, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I used to definitely not do that. And I notice, so I, uh, what, what I think caused me to do that was I, I started sleeping, uh, you know, now like next to my phone, cause I'm using it as an alarm clock. Mm. Um, and so I actually ordered a, an analog alarm clock that I think is coming today. Right. Um, I'm trying to part ways with the, having it in such a close proximity. Cause, cause I'll even find like, you know, I, I'm not a morning person. And I mean that by saying like, when I wake up, I'm freaking out of it. Like I'm like, yeah. how am I going to get out of bed? And I find, you know, sometimes, uh, it helps me to like, just wake up when I can just like hit my brain with some stuff going on mm -hmm. rather than like just because sometimes sometimes what i'll do if i'm really just trying to be lackadaisical and, and say i don't have my phone is i'll just lay in bed for like an hour just like mm -hmm. meditating like it feels great i'm just like i'm just vibing in the theta wave state picturing things you know sort of uh doing what do you, what do you call it like visualizations almost touch, which is great but also like it's because i'm also like sleepy still i'm like i need to get up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I would really love to challenge you starting tomorrow to give yourself 60 minutes every morning before you even look at texts, emails, notifications. The only permission that I would say you can give yourself is like, if you want to wake up and click into your text and make sure there's not an emergency a family member or something like I get that. But even then do a quick skim is there, and ask yourself, is there any fire alarms that need my attention right now? If no, these text messages can wait and give yourself 60 minutes to like, I understand that the morning time isn't your, you don't love it necessarily, but I think, I think leaning to, and the, the discomfort for you could be, what does it look like for Braxton? If he wakes up every morning and the first thing that he does, he leaves his phone at his house and he goes for a 15 minute walk. Yeah. That might not be your workout, but I think it's going to wake you up. So that by the time you get back into the house, you're kind of like, okay, the day's here. Like let's, you know, do the next couple steps. I think that any type of body movement in the morning, I'm a huge fan of. I really do think it allows you to mentally, physically, spiritually prime yourself. And you did it today, right? Like I'm sure 
waking up and doing the yoga was a great way to start the day. And then you probably feel by the time you sat down, even for this call to start off your working day, you feel awake, you feel alive. Um, so yeah, I, I think really, I would love to encourage the minimum 60 minutes and then get you to a place where like, for me, I'm not answering personal texts at least until the PM, like afternoons. It's a constant game of does this need my attention right now or not? Can it wait? And when you recognize, like we were talking about earlier, like your morning time to early afternoon is like your primary focus hours where Braxton gets the most amount of his work done. You just understand that like all these other communications are distractions. They're not bad distractions. They're people you love, people you enjoy spending time with. But you have to remember, you have to create this this nice, friendly boundary around yourself that's protecting your time, attention, and energy so that you can not only go all in on the business, but then you can also just wait and get back to those people later in the day. Because they're not waiting. They're not like, all right, it's 1024 in the morning. Braxton has not responded. I texted him at 8. Everyone's got their own shit they're dealing with too, right? So it's like you have to be the one that prioritizes yourself first. Otherwise, you're going to be constantly getting pulled in all these different directions. I like that. How's that feel? feels like the truth for sure. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, so then I guess that kind of goes back to like, you were explaining kind of like, um, how the, like the, we were kind of getting to like the evening hours. Um, I'm curious what else comes up. Does any of these, any of these topics, are there any boundaries? I know even when we were on our run, we were talking about, um, you know, create, maybe creating more boundaries for like, what you're saying yes to does anything like that resonate home with you currently yeah for sure i think yeah over making too many social commitments like it's like really easy in austin to to stay busy doing fun social things that you know are are also like sort of under that sort of umbrella of like networking and entrepreneurial like uh community and and, and stuff where it's like it's very, I think, nurturing uh, or nourishing to the soul to like go to those things and to have the connection with you know so many people and and you know have a have a strong group of of uh, friends and of of you know of people. But but like, um, I do find that you know you go to one thing and then it's like, oh wow, that felt like that was like four hours or whatever of my day that are. I went to that and I didn't necessarily get all the stuff I needed to get done. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a balance. And I think what I remember specifically about you is you had committed your time to something that was like in the early afternoon when you knew you had so much to do. And once again, it's just like that balance of recognizing like days of week that we're prioritizing this stuff. Can it be something that we do on the weekend or just taking control and recognizing like, you know, maybe grabbing coffee with this individual at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday is not the most efficient way to spend my time because I have my own priorities. You have to be, you have to be selfish and prioritize your own self because if you don't, you're going to get pulled in all these different directions. So it's it's having that power within you to say, actually, 1 p.m. today doesn't work. Can we do 5 p.m. or can we do 1 p.m. this Saturday because I know I have more freedom and that's the day that I do these social things. But it's definitely a balance, and I think it's, you know, for me, it's like. Min, no more like it has to be every other day so like if i was if i was at a like yesterday i was at the run club i'm not going to do anything tuesday night because that was my social for the day 
and I'm going to try my best Wednesday to maybe not do anything because it's like, I want to have a full day to myself to prioritize things that I'm working on, things that are, you know, a major priority to me, but it's that, that dance of kind of asking yourself, what do I need? When, it, when am I giving too much? When do I need to pull back? When do I need to protect myself? It's not a one size fits all, but it's just being, just being aware of how you're spending that time and who's, who's getting it so that you can go back to prioritizing some of the business stuff that you're focused on. I think the only thought I would have for you is how are you juggling when to focus on the three businesses? Yeah, it's, there's not a, there's not a organized process in place Mm -hmm. or, or a sort of rigid structure to it. I think it's, you know, it's generally like, you know, I think Braxley is, is my priority and that requires most of the attention. And then, um, I do take care of the other things that need to be done throughout the day. If, if something comes up or if there's an important thing to take care of, but generally I think it's just like, uh, you know, prioritizing, prioritizing Braxley and then, uh, the other ones, uh, sort of fall, uh, as a sort of secondary emphasis. Here's a, here's a tough question, but be honest with yourself when you answer this. What percentage of your time and attention do you think Braxley needs and deserves? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the tough question because I would say the right answer is probably 100%, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that I could easily spend 100% of my time on Braxley and it would be serving to the business. Um, mm-hmm. And I also can't necessarily do that right now so it's like i maybe you know i've had this thought even even last night i was looking at an an interesting thread from an entrepreneur that's super successful and has two two businesses and he's like don't run two businesses just run one and you know i kind of read that and, and and ultimately like digested that and i thought oh shit like am i doing this all wrong like am i like am I screwing myself over by taking on more than I can handle? You know, mm. That's something that you will have to discover for yourself, right? But I will say, if you do continue to juggle the three, outside perspective, thought, opinion, take it or leave it. You know, I'm, I'm not attached if you, uh, if you don't like what I have to say. It's, it's, this is your life, Brax, right? My thought, if I was in your shoes, would be picking days of the week and times of the day when I would commit to the other businesses. And it's a hard start and stop. And you have to define like, I'm, I'm willing to commit one hour a week, two hours a week, three hours, and then getting very specific on when that's going to be. And then completely stepping away outside of those times. So it almost, I would almost, if I was in your shoes, probably approach it from like a consulting aspect where it's like, I'm running my business, but I can give advice and like give outside like, weekly perspective and like homework to do items for the person and for the business, which I know is a tough conversation. If it's your significant other and you have your brother, like very tough conversation to have. But I think, uh, I'm a big believer too. I have done it myself in my own career creatively, like trying to juggle all these different things. And then I just realized I had to slow things down, go all in on one, systemize it, delegate it, then add in the next thing. But it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to navigate when you you're I, I believe we can do everything, 
we just can't do it all at once. And it's just being mindful about, you know, what deserves our most attention and what, what is going to move the needle the most for us at, at, at a given point in time, depending on the season of life. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. And that's kind of been something that I've, I've put that out there and I think everybody understands that with who I'm involved with on this. Um, but it's just about, like you said, like being really, uh, organized with the time allocation and like literally like blocking that off, but then not going over or under it and staying, staying within the, that container there because otherwise either don't work on it at all. And that's not good either. Or it's like an overwhelm and distraction of just flowing between them all or whatever. And then, and then Brackley, for instance, the priority doesn't get maybe the, the full attention it, it uh, requires. Cause it's easy to recognize on the other businesses, oh, but there's so much more to do. I could do another hour, two hours. Let me just prioritize this more. There's always, as you know, with Brackley, there's always more to get done. So there, if there isn't that strict time block of when you're going to do it. And my suggestion, picking a certain day of the week and a certain time. So it's just locked in and there's no questions asked. It's very easy to just obviously keep chipping away, knowing there's more things that you can do. Um, in closing, any other last thoughts, comments, or questions or topics that we could cover today that would, that you feel like would really hit home and, um, yeah, would be something that could help you put action after the call. Yeah. Okay. So I got, I, I do have two little things that come up. So one on that sort of blocking time blocking concept, what is the most effective way to really do that? Like, should I just like build out my entire Google calendar with my own little blocks that just say like, you know, block, 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 block throughout the day and then have that essentially recurring and then share that with everybody or whatever. It's great. Um, as someone who is such a productivity master and loves this, I think what would surprise most people is if they saw my Google Cal, it actually doesn't look like that at all. I think you have to once again, test and see what works best for you. There are some people in this world, they need that. They want to see every minute detailed to a T, 45 minute block, we're doing this, 15 minute block. Hey, if that works for you, do that. For me, what works best is truly, and I was kind of hinting at this earlier, is truly breaking my day into two parts. There's the solitude personal time to get work done that is all on me. And then there's part two where it's external calls, meetings, catch up things, whatever, you name it, emails, texts. That's another part. So for me, it's, you know, start working at 8 a.m. And I try my best to really have no calls earlier than 1 p.m. And then from 1 p.m. and on. So, step back 8am to one is all me work. There's a running to-do list of ideas of podcast scripts of short form that I want to make of product ideation, um, uh, creating concepts to pitch brands. That's all me time. I don't need anyone else. I just need to be locked in with no distractions. Then that second half of the day, starting at one or two, depending on the day is all external. Those calls with the brands, with a coach, with whomever, right? So it's like breaking up the day into those two chunks, I think would be really beneficial for you. And I think I kind of hinted at on that run is like, you know, as the founder and CEO of your company, it's like, can you set yourself up so that your meetings and calls are like not in the morning? I think that would be really interesting for you to test and see like, how much beneficial is it that I actually have like a three to four hour block to just get you done? Now, the, the downside is if you're not creating pressure for yourself during that block, 
you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to be like, I got so much time. I can, you know, screw off and watch a YouTube video. That's not the way I approach that block. It's like healthy internal pressure. 8 a.m. hits. I'm sitting down. I'm locked in. I got a to-do list. I got to get moving. I need to get things done. So I think that would be a really interesting way. And I just think, you know, test. If you want to block it out minute by minute, do that. If you don't, approach it like me where you kind of just split into. I think that's also a good way to test. And um, I think if anything, you just make an internal call and external call that like you're not taking any AM calls and see what happens when you have an extended period of time to just get hyper locked in and focus on the things that matter most to you. I like that. And so, so when also when I, when I have a huge to-do list of like, you know, say my notion, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy. There's a lot of shit. How do you sort of um, decide what to focus on first or like, how do you make it feel a little less overwhelming? Um, and there's so much to do. It's like, yeah. you know, do you give yourself like three things to do or like, how does that yeah. work? So it's great. You have that running to-do list that might realistically be like a six months workload for you. Right. So for me, what I would do is I would look at that list and ask myself today, what needs to be the priority depending on time of day, day of the week, time de deadlines, whatever. I would look at that list and I would choose three to five priorities for that day. But I would also have to ask myself when choosing those three to five, how long is each one going to take? Because one might be a 30 minute task. The other one might be a three hour task. So it's like, okay, if I have a five hour block this morning for myself, that's going to take 30 minutes. And you know, you know yourself, like, you know, kind of what tasks take longer, what are going to be shorter. Um, so I would just say like, then create another list and call it today's list where you strip away all the extra stuff that's so overwhelming to look at. And you just look at that, that one list of the things that you need to do that day, the two to three items. Then it's so much more easier for you to focus in on them because you're not also being blinded by all those other items that you know need to get cap need to get finished. Like that. Test it. Try it. That's it. Was that was that the second thought or was that just part two of that first one? I think that was that was one point five. Second second question is how flexible do you think one can be around like say for me, like staying like staying up late intentionally some nights I find extremely valuable for mm the soul, but also like for creativity, like sometimes I notice like I will unlock certain uh, perspectives or like creative ways of thinking after 10 PM and mm -hmm. I'll like ride that wave, you know, intentionally like, like one night a week or whatever. I'll be like, I don't care. I'm going to stay up till two in the morning and like redesign the website. For instance, mm -hmm. I, I, I really uh, kind of love doing that. But, you know, I do pay the price the next day and it does throw off my routine because I'm not waking up at seven if I stay up till two. Totally. So I love this. One, give yourself permission to do it. If you said this was like an every other day thing, I'd be like, all right, this is probably a problem because your life is going to feel very like you're, there's no way to get structure when every other day is getting thrown off. So if it's one day of the week and you're feeling it, I think you absolutely give yourself permission to just lean into it. But here's the flip side. You need to stop telling yourself that, oh, it's throwing off my next day. I'm losing out my routine. I'm getting up later, blah, blah, blah. It's all relative. So had you gone to bed at 10 p.m. and woke up at 7 and started your working day at 9 and did those same tasks, it would have taken you three to four hours. Matter of fact, it might have taken you longer because you weren't so hyper-focused and inspired, right? 
So just because you stayed up for that extra four hours to get it done, I would say just give yourself that permission where it's like, don't maybe don't expect yourself to get up at seven. Like maybe expect yourself to get up at nine because you know you need to prioritize the sleep. And when you wake up, don't feel like you're behind because you just spent four hours late last night working. So that's where it's kind of like trusting the flow. Like I'm the opposite. I don't get that ever. I'm like, I like my mornings. That's when my most creative stuff gets done. Once like eight, I mean, I'm literally lights out 9, 30, 10 p.m. the latest every night, like clockwork. The inspiration just doesn't come. And if it does, I'm like, noted, we'll revisit you tomorrow morning. Um, so for you, you know that works for you. You got to run with it. Give yourself the permission to lean into it when it hits. And then just allow yourself that grace to adjust the next day. The other two weeks ago, we went to a comedy show. I got home late, didn't get to bed till 1130 midnight. I usually get up at six. I slept till eight, 830 because I knew getting up at six is not going to serve me. I used to run that mindset and it led me to burnout and feeling extremely tired all the time. Now I just, I, I just flow. If I, I recognize I need to sleep in a little bit, this is a once a month type occasion. This isn't happening every other day. So I gave myself the permission to do it. Does that hit home? Oh yeah. That sounds good. good. Braxton, I think we got a lot of good takeaways and like some action items. Come, what comes to my mind is like um, some of the meal prepping stuff. I think that could be really helpful with how you're spending your time during the day and not getting caught up building out some amazing meal. Uh, but I am all, all for eating healthy. Um, decreasing the cell phone use, trying 60 minutes, first part of your day, don't look at it. And part two of that is maybe get up and just move the body a little bit. Um, being more conscious of how you're structuring your day as in blocking calls together instead of them wide spread out throughout the day and as well as maybe separating the day in two, um, giving yourself permission to obviously, you know, lean into those, those focus moments when you feel it. I think there's a lot of good takeaways, man. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see like what this looks like for you in the, in the coming week. So just like test it, try it. You got my number. Let me know if anything comes up, but, um, where can people that hear this episode check you out, check out the brands? I'll have everything linked up, but please, uh, please let them know how to get in contact with you. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, yeah, check me out at Braxton Manley. Uh, I, I would say I'm most active on like Twitter and on Instagram. Um, yeah, so check, check me out there and would love to connect with anybody that, uh, you know, if there's any way I can serve any listeners, like I'd, I'd love to. So. And, and the website for the, uh, for, is just, is it Braxley.com? Braxley.co. .co. Great. We'll, ha we'll also have that linked up, uh, in the description below. Braxley, thank you for taking time. It was great chatting with you and, uh, yeah, keep crushing it, brother. All right. Thank you so much, Bobby. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs>